You're listening to the Over Six Sports Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Super Bowl and Super Bowl props edition of the Over Six Sports Podcast. I am Zach the Bandit Burke with the king of boring golf himself, Cam Charlton. How are we doing today, Cameroon? I mean, for one, I can't be doing much better to be a Habs fan right now. They're on a roll. It's super exciting. Oh, geez. They got to be one of the deepest teams in the league and they're just so fast so fun to watch i mean i don't know how anybody beats them in a seven game series but you'll argue the leafs have more skill we'll get to that later yeah well i don't even want to hear about honestly i know that we're doing a, a super bowl props and and talking football today but i don't want to hear about the habs and i definitely don't want to hear about dry uh we don't we are not talking about leon dry in his six assist night who screwed our, our fantasy matchup last week we are not talking about that forever and then secondly, I just got to talk. We went had a couple issues with the first podcast. It was all on me. I didn't have a beer in hand. Just can't. Oh, I mean, it's over six, man. You need the beer. Can't do a podcast. Can't talk sports without a beer, and that's on me. How are you doing, Burke? Well, here's the question. How's your week? Here, I'm doing good, man. Um, I was actually going to ask you a question. It's like, should I ask you to tell me about yourself for a third time on this pod, or was two in the last one good enough? I mean, I can just blame the person editing the pod too, so we can go that route. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can take some responsibility for that one. Uh, no, I mean, my week's uh, my week's good. I, it's it was a little weird on a Sunday not having football. Um, you know, I, I resorted to to watching um, Madden football on Twitch. That that's out of our league. Like that that is the only football content. I was actually watching it, uh, watching my little guy play with his toys, and I had it on my phone. And my wife comes up and says, "Well." I thought there was no football today. I'm like, no, no, there's no football today. I'm just watching this playoff matchup on Twitch on Madden. So, <laughs> well, we got one more good week of football, and then we got some other sports to get into. But this week's Super Bowl week, yeah, got to be one of the most exciting weeks in Absolutely. all sports, and it's fun. Oh, I mean, th- this is the culmination of of you know all of the sweat and tears and COVID positive tests and fantasy football that is coming down to coming down to this week and and we've both had a fairly decent gambling year as far as uh as far as we've gone um you know we middle of the season it was kind of garbage i mean you know it you have those weeks you have those weeks where it's just not so good and then you know playoffs come around we were bad in the uh in the wild card weekend and then really good in the divisional and then bad again in the conference championship so we need to turn this ship around uh, for the Super Bowl coming up here. Yeah, I mean, it was probably our mistakes. I don't know what mindset you're in where you think that betting against Brady and Mahomes is smart. Oh, oh terrible and, idea. But see, now we're, caught in a, now we're caught in a situation where we have to bet against one of them. Yeah, it's it's one of the best matchups, though, maybe ever, QB-wise. You have a guy who's been in 10 Super Bowls, and now you got another guy who's been in two of them in three years. It's it's exciting. Well, and arguably, yeah, arguably could have been in three, um, but they blew the i think it's the first season Mahomes was in they blew it so um yeah so i mean let's get into let's get into the super bowl so we're gonna talk we're gonna do some props so you know obviously this is a um a sports podcast and a gambling sports gambling podcast of of sorts as well and we want to you know give you some props but we're gonna save that for a little bit 
a um, little bit later on. So we're going to kind of just talk about the game first. So um, the game itself, so we're not going to give, um, uh, you know, lines for the props or anything like that, uh, but we will give you the lines for the games here. We're going to talk about that first, and then we're going, right at the end, we're going to give our kind of our summary, what our picks are going to be, and, uh, and our final score prediction. So let's get into this. We have the Kansas City Chiefs defending Super Bowl champions against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the spread is you, we have Kansas City sitting at minus three, um, and the Kansas City is minus 165 on the money line, and the over under is 56 and a half. All right, Cam. So here's let's start off with what do the what did the Chiefs need to do to stop or sorry, not to stop, but to get through um, this offensive line or sorry, defensive line. Jesus, what a good start. Defensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, you don't have to get through them or do a ton. You just have to give Mahomes enough time. The guy's the greatest QB right now against the Blitz. Has the best QBR the last two years against the Blitz, and it's not even close. So as long as they can manage to give him a little bit of time, they have the weapons to do it. So it's going to be tough with well, how depleted that offensive line is. But Mahomes is Mahomes. Well, I was just, I mean, I was just gonna, I was gonna mention something about that too. I mean, so you have. Um, the Chiefs offensive line, uh, Eric Fisher, left things left tackle is out. Um, so in the last two seasons, I mean the Chiefs are 27 and one with him in the lineup, um, and they're four and four without. And you have the Tampa Bay, who in the regular season was ranked fourth in sacks. So I just don't know how um, Patrick Mahomes is gonna deal with that pressure because you know that you know that the Bucks are gonna bring pressure and try to keep him in the pocket. And I think that the Eric Fisher angle is going to Eric, sorry Eric Fisher angle is going to be a bigger angle than maybe people think. I don't really know about that because if you look at last Super Bowl, he got manhandled by Bosa the entire game, and he was yeah I mean he was irrelevant, yeah, which is so. fair. I mean it's I mean that's a fair point, and but in Bosa, I mean Bosa's no like Bosa's no like slouch either, right? Um, now, but the in with that as well though is is that is I mean he had. A, Mahomes had an injured foot, was it two weeks ago? And he came back last week and he was fine. Um, but will the Bucks, you know, the question that I'm always that I was thinking about all week is is that will the Bucks be able to if, if they do keep him in the pocket and the Eric Fisher angle with him being out on, on left side and they're able to get pressure, will I don't know if he's gonna be able to have the same ability to scramble. So if you cover, you know, if you if you double up Kelsey, and we'll get to that later, but if you double up Kelsey and you don't you, you get get a guy on Tyreek, then how, like, where is Patrick Mahomes going to go? Because I think it was the divisional, was it divisional round where he made, or was the championship last year where he made that, like, that scramble 25-yard touchdown run? It's on all the highlight packs. Yeah, and I just don't know if you're going to see that. Yeah, it's hard to say. He's got, it was turf toe. He looked okay against Buffalo. He looked fine. And now it's two more weeks off. I think he's going to be fine. I don't think it's going to be an issue at all this game. And Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day. I mean, it is. And, and even then, I mean, okay, so I, it's pretty, it's going to be pretty obvious as we talk kind of what sides that we're going to, that we're kind of going to pick. I just wanted to bring up something that I thought was, was super interesting, just kind of doing a deep dive into this matchup. Um, and, and that would be, 
I mean, it's not really the deepest of dives, I guess. I mean, it's pretty obvious to find any stats you want on Google or NFL.com or wherever the case is. Um, but the last QB to win back-to-back Super Bowls was who? Do you know who it was? Uh, it's got to be the guy on the other side, probably. Oh, that's exactly who it is. Oh, 304. So, like, I mean, Tom Brady was the last, which I think is a really interesting angle. And so you talk about, you know, the Bucks and what this game means to the Bucks. Tom Brady was the last QB to to go back-to-back Super Bowls. And this is, in a sense, a passing of the torch game, possibly. if I mean, if Mahomes can come out and win two, he'll be the first one since Tom Brady to do it. So in a sense, it's kind of a passing of the torch game. I think that you have a lot of inspiration on the sides of the Bucks, especially with Tom Brady, with everything that's been said about him. And, you know, he's over the hill. You know, his, his team's not that good. He's looking slow. He can't move in the pocket. I think there's an opportunity here for him to kind of show everybody that, hey, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I am Tom Brady. My six Super Bowls was not because of Belichick. It was because I'm TB12. And I know how to play football, and I'm good at what I do in football. You know, and I know the angle everyone looking at is he's thrown a lot of interceptions this year and even last week. But Brady's always makes the throws when he needs to. It's stats lines don't always need to be Patrick Mahomes-like. He's not going to throw for, what, 423 like Mahomes did in Week 12? But when it... Well, I mean, even if you... No. No, not at all. And even if you look at, like, the past, like, the, the past four Super Bowls that he's done, you know, when he, you know, Super Bowl... Um, 40, I believe it was 49, Super Bowl 49 against the Seahawks. You know, he throws 328 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. So he's still throwing interceptions. Beat the Falcons, you know, two touchdowns, one interception. He, and he threw for 466 yards. And then the one, and this is interesting, that w- along with that line about uh, interceptions, you know, against, the, you know, against the Eagles, he's, he threw for 505 yards with three touchdowns and he lost 41 to 33. I mean, that was the big Dick Nick fiasco that nobody wants to remember if you're a Patriots fan. Well, that's also um, the game where but, if Tom Brady could catch a ball, they win. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's so true. You, 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 I mean, Butterfingers over there. I mean, it's in, actually like side note, it's insane that you can throw the ball 60 yards down the field and on a, like into a, the, you know, in basically into a basketball that size hole. But as soon as the ball's coming at you, you can't hold on to it at all. Um, but even if you look at like Super Bowl 53 um, against the Rams, like he threw for 262 yards and didn't even throw a touchdown. So I think it's going to be obviously different this time. I think you have to be able to throw touchdowns because, you know, the, the Chiefs are not going to be, um, you know, they're, they're going to score possibly unless the Bucks somehow are the best defense in the entire league's history, um, they're going to score points, right? So, yeah, if you limit those, if you limit those interceptions, I think, I think that you'll probably, you'll probably be okay. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be okay, and he's going to make the throws when he needs to down the stretch. He's got Gronk, he's got Evans, he has so many weapons that, even like last week, they were so good on third down against Green Bay, and that was the big thing is he just makes every throw when he needs to, and he's been doing it for how many years now? So I don't think you need to always look at that stat line and he's just still so good i think it just really comes down to if that offensive line can give mahomes any time and then it comes down to their defense plan which is always crazy when it comes down to must do i don't know what their defensive coordinator does but when he needs to do something he does starts with the afc championship last year he completely shut down henry don't know how he did it but he did it last year 49ers in the super bowl they didn't get a point in the fourth quarter they shut them down when they needed to 
Browns, they shut down the running game, really. They held them to, like, 114 yards, and that's the Browns' entire plan with Chubb and everybody they have. And then they just confused Allen last week. Allen looked lost. With all the different plays they were playing with Matthew and coverage, blitzing, everything they could do with Tyron Matthew, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do this week and how they use Matthew and Sorensen. But those two guys come up big in every big game they've needed them to when they need them to. Well, I, I okay. So going back to your point about the Bills, first of all, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, they, they, the the Chiefs, like if you look at their like their def, their defense last week was the best, like statistically the best game that they've played all year. But I mean, Josh Allen did not do like he didn't do himself any favors mm-hmm. either, though. I mean, if you're gonna run the ball backwards twenty yards, like you're gonna get sacked. Like I don't care what NFL team it is in the league. Like if if you give a team enough time to to get past the def, the defensive, um, sorry, the offensive line, then they're gonna get you eventually. Unless you're Lamar Jackson, and if they do that, he's running down the field 60, 60 yards. You're never gonna catch him. Um, but I don't think that the I don't think Josh Allen and and the other thing too about the Bills was okay. So you know I was you know listening to some people say, well, you know the Chiefs shut down Stephon Diggs and Cole Be- Cole Beasley was playing with a broken leg or fractured whatever, fractured leg. And so who else on the Bills can really catch the ball other than Diggs? I mean, if you look at the other playoffs games, it was, if you listen to Jim Anser, whoever was doing the game, it was, and Diggs with a catch, and Diggs with this, and and it was all Stephon Diggs. So I think it's a little different with the Bucks though, because the Bucks don't, it's not just one guy. I mean, you can throw it to, you know, if you want to throw it to Evans, great. You want to throw it to over to Godwin, fantastic. Gronkowski. Less so Scott Miller, but you never know. We'll get to that later. But you never know with Scott Miller. I mean, he went he he got the huge bomb at the end of the second half or end of the first half against the the Packers. So you're dealing with a little bit more weapons here, and 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 this is not even mentioning the fact that you know the Bucks. I think realistically probably shouldn't be throwing the ball because I don't think that that's a successful way to beat the Chiefs. I mean, the Bucks frankly are not beating the Chiefs if they're going to go into a shootout game. It's just not going to happen. And the big thing, other thing you add to that is if Brady does throw the ball and he does make a pick or two, you can't do that against KC. If you give KC one extra possession, no. it's it's going to kill you. And that's... They're, they're going to score. I, they're, they will absolutely... They're not going to, like... This won't be a, um, a Green Bay situation where you turn the ball over three times in the second half and they put up, like, no points. No. Like, the, 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 the Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to make you pay. Yeah, and so the only way, yeah, go ahead. Tampa Bay's been so bad against the big play, and who does Casey have? They have Hill and Hardman, who are two of the fastest players in the entire NFL. They're known for big plays. Well, and that's and that's kind of one of the things though is like if you want to, you know, like my keys to success for for Tampa to to win. And as I said, I'm kind of leaning towards betting on Tampa on this. I'll give my official pick later, but I I am leaning Tampa, obviously, by the way I'm talking. But you know, you. The, the, one of the one of my keys, one of my big things I have in bold here: do not give up the big play. Avoid the big play, because you can give them, you can nickel and dime them down the field. If 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 the Chiefs want to take six, seven, eight minutes a quarter, which they won't, because they'll they'll either get the big play or they'll turn it over and down, or, or they're punting away or whatever the case is. But let them nickel and dime. Let them get underneath. If you want to throw to to Kelsey for for seven yards every single play, like knock yourself out. He's not going to catch every single one. So that, I mean, because if you let them get the big play and let them like, and let them throw the ball down the field, there's zero chance you're going to score enough points. 
Like you're not you're not scoring enough points to catch him with that. No, but that's everyone's talking about the injuries on the offensive line for KC. The safeties for Tampa Bay have been injured and are not healthy. And if you're gonna have, they don't have great corners in the first place. And if you're gonna have injured safeties, that's not good for them at all. Like you're already facing two of the most elite players in the league in Kelsey and Hill, with safeties that are injured or not healthy and corners who aren't that good. So how are you shutting down the Hill and uh, Hill and Kelsey then? I don't know how you I do. I mean, if you have if you have this, you basically have to get I mean, pressure. You double, well, that's and that's the thing, right? I mean, you have to. I mean, you, and it's kind of it's kind of contradicting in the sense where you don't want to give up the big play, but you also have to put pressure, right? So they are in a tough spot, absolutely. But the, the I mean, one of the things is that's maybe overlooked. I know there's injuries affecting both sides, but you know, like the Bucks. Um, you know, the whole year, like since week four, they've been in the top three DVOA. Um, and just for our listeners who don't know or follow like football stats, like DVOA is just, a, it's a measurement of how good a team is defensively uh, based upon different statistics. Uh, we can get more into that in the more specific terms, but DVOA is just, they're good on defense. So top three in, in the league on average on defense. Um, I mean, they were like seven and five. When they were seven and five, they were still top three dvoa so they're a good defense but i just don't you know so they like they're they're good i don't see how they're and it's been shown i mean they've they're they're three and oh obviously because they made the super bowl but they won three games they really limited green bay last week and so how are you going to stop you know like so they stopped adams last week well for the most part i mean they let it in a little bit but um i just don't you know, I, I think that there is potential to stop Tyreek Hill. I mean, if you let him, if I, you almost have to double him, don't you? Yeah, I just don't know what you do. They have so many weapons, and if you're trying to bring a lot of pressure, you can't really double somebody else and then leave Kelsey in the middle, and then they still have Hardman. And if Watkins is healthy, they just have as many weapons as Tampa Bay. Well, I don't think scary. Watkins is. I don't think Watkins is playing though. Like, like we're in, we're recording this a couple of days before. Um, you know, before the Super Bowl, from all indications, he won't be playing. I mean, he's been dealing with uh, is it a calf issue or is it a back issue that he's dealing yeah, with? Yeah, I can't remember the exact thing, but it's been two weeks well, really since a he, true injury report. So, but he's been out. I mean, he he really has not been healthy all year. So, I mean, if if the if the Bucks are getting it beat by Sammy Watkins, then not like knock yourself out. Like, if that's the guy you have to leave open, the injured guy, then that's fine. I have no, I like I have no problems with that. Yeah, but I still think they could run it to Hardman if they need to. They still have so many weapons that are going to be no fun. That's where I don't know if you can put it all. And the thing about their defense, their defense has been super good in the playoffs. First week you played who? Alex Smith? And then, no, you had, <laughs> who was the backup they had in? Washington has no quarterback. You played Breeze with a broken shoulder who can't move. And Aaron Rodgers isn't hey. mobile at all. So no, you haven't true. played a mobile quarterback at all. Your defense has been spectacular. But you haven't had the ability of any QB moving on you, and that's a whole different aspect. Well, I guess the other part of it is, and you kind of mentioned that their safety. I mean, Jordan Whitehead is doubtful. Um, Jordan Whitehead, being the Buck safety, is doubtful uh, for the Super Bowl on Sunday. So yeah, so that's a huge loss in the secondary for the Bucks. And Winfield was um, injured or hurt last game as well. I don't know if he's going to be playing either. Well, I mean, again, the big thing for the Bucks is. And, and, and this is my kind of my, my game plan for the Bucks would be this. I mean, the Bucks need to limit in, in summary of all everything we've talked about. The Bucks need to limit possessions. So they need to completely slow the game down. And 
like because as as we kind of already mentioned, the more time like you can't turn the ball over, you have to keep the game like keep the, that clock rolling. Um, the, you know the Bucks offense, it's it's potent enough to score points. Like like they have enough talent where they can get points. And then, but they have to keep the game close because if they, you know, if they score seven, the Chiefs go back and score seven, and then they turn it over and the Chiefs are up seven. Like, you cannot get down big. You have to keep the game close and as low scoring as possible. Like, you have to keep, like, if this was a 17 14 game, that would be perfect for the Bucs. Because the only chance, in my opinion, that the Chiefs have, um, well, I shouldn't say the only chance because they have multiple ways of winning. But if they really want to stick it to the like, if they really want to stick it to the Bucks, they need to run up the score as much as they can, as far as they can. Yeah, and I just don't see how you hold this offense to under twenty points. Even if you're playing well, you're not holding them under twenty points. Well, they, I mean, what? How many? They, they only scored twenty five on the on the Browns. I mean, the Browns defense was not good. No, and you also lost Mahomes though. Well, yeah, but come on, you had whatever. What was his face? <laughs> Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Yeah, I mean, whoever whoever the hell that guy was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you don't have them in, in that sense, but I mean, it is, I don't know. I, I think, I think that, I think that it's being really overlooked. And I think if you look at the line, right, the lines being plus three, it, the start of the week, it was, I think it was plus three and a half. So it's actually moved. Yeah. It's moved back um, and forth I, yeah. all week, depending on what book you're looking at. It's moved pretty much almost every other and for, day. I, well, and I, I, you know, I looked up, so the other, the last thing, you know, kind of the, the one more thing I wanted to mention was, um, and about the Bucks and why I think the Bucks are going to cover the spread. I do think that they're going to cover the plus three. Is they in the last couple so in, the, in the last Super Bowls that Tom Brady has been in, um, most of those games have been close. The the two that he won, um, shoot, they were they were three point games. I think there was one oh three oh four were were three point games, and then he won the last super bowl he won was a 10 point game that they won they lost by eight to the eagles so these games are not blowouts so i think it's pretty indicative that okay so if these games aren't and, and those are a lot of different teams like even the, the the seahawks team that they beat i mean yeah they marshawn lynch anniversary of that by the way but marshawn lynch should have ran the ball seahawks should have won but they still they still won by by only a couple of points so the, the, the Bucks are good, and they did this against the Saints too. They're good at keeping games close. They bring it down to the fourth quarter, and then that's when Tom Brady goes to work. It's fourth quarter time. Yeah, but that's also the other thing is if if they go up big early, that's if KC like if KC wins the toss, I want to receive if I'm KC. Let's try and score early and really put the Bucks in a tough spot. Well, KC's been terrible at giving points up early. Yeah, I mean, but they come back from anything because of that offense. Well, I mean they. And that's, and that's where like this will drive Bill fan Bills fans nuts. I mean, you're you're you they muff a punt, you're up ten nothing early, and then that's basically all your offense for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I didn't even betting on the Chiefs. I didn't even really feel that bad when they were down ten nothing because it's the Chiefs. No, no. I mean, I I also bet the Chiefs that game. I did tease that, but I did bet the Chiefs as well. Okay, we will get into um kind of this again the the summary at the end and we will give our official picks for the game as well as our score prediction uh but we are going to move over to the prop section of the show and we're so cam you want to tell them how we're going to kind of do do our props we're kind of having a little competition between the the two of us yeah so we got seven props that are just fun and we're going to each pick a side on it even if it's not maybe the side we want 
the seventh prop you haven't heard yet and i got a little backstory behind that but i'm super excited for that so <laughs> let's hope just to give a little bit between us and see who can win this so uh actually i'll let you with the first pick then and we'll start it with the kelsey over under receptions lines at eight and a half for that uh what side of that do you want so you, okay so just again just to summarize here so we're going to go through through seven props and we're going to alternate who gets to go first and pick whatever I pick. Uh, Cam's got to go with the opposite and vice versa. And we're both going to make a case for why we, uh, why we think that prop is going to, is, is going to hit. And if you, I really hope I don't get the, the, the bottom end of a couple of these props because I do not think that I can defend that position. Um, so, okay, so Kelsey, eight and a half reception over under. Um, and again, the lines for these props, except for a couple, are generally on minus 105, minus 110. Um, so we're not going to give out the line for each one because it depends if you're on Bodog, if you're doing Proline props, if you're doing Bet365 or whatever it is. Um, okay, so I look at the Kelsey receptions and, you know, he had – so he had 13 receptions against the Bills. He had eight receptions uh, in the divisional round against the Browns. Mahomes didn't play the whole game, so that might – you know, that might be something to do with it. I think that if Mahomes was playing, I mean, Kelsey's kind of his boy, so I would assume that he would throw him the ball more. But he was targeted 11 times. Um, and in looking at through his stats, too, I mean, this season, out of 16 games, he was twice he was over eight receptions. So out of, you know, the, the, the 18 games they've played, he's only gone over eight three times. So I'm going to, I'm going to go against the, against what I'm going to go. I'm going to go Kelsey eight and a half receptions under the number spicy. Yeah. I can see your uh, argument there, but I kind of wanted the over anyways. He's had double digit targets every week since week 13. And if you watch the guy, he's just an absolute freak. He's, he, no, he's a beast. Yeah, he but runs I just, like a wide I, I don't receiver know. and he's a tight end, which is, but he's not, he's not sneaking up on anybody though. No, but you know, it's not like he's just going to work. Especially if they're bringing extra pressure, you know that he's going to be there if he needs to check down a bunch. So eight, eight and a half just seems easy. I think he's going to go double digits in this game. You think he's going to go like double? You think he's going to go over ten? Yeah, I think he's going to get like thirteen targets. He's cut double digit targets every week since week thirteen. So I think he's got a good chance of going there, especially if there's a lot of pressure on Mahomes. He's going to check down to him a lot. But I, okay, so here's the other thing though too is I think if the Bucks can keep it close, I'm not sure that they're throw. I mean, obviously if it's red zone, okay, sure they'll throw it to Kelsey. I'm not convinced that they're not going to, like they're not going to spread it out, or just throw it down to Tyree Kill, because I think that they're gonna like I know you can't double everybody, but there's no way they're just gonna give Kelsey the middle of the field. Like I I know that that's what the Bucks should want them to do is take the middle of the field and not throw it to Tyreek, but I don't think that's gonna happen. But you know the one thing that the Bucks are going to try and do is bring a lot of pressure. So that bringing a lot of pressure does open up the middle of the field. So that's where I think that he's going to be open more. They're not getting burned for 250 yards again by Hill. So they're going to make sure that doesn't no, happen. No, no chance. They'd rather eight yards yeah. to Kelsey over and over and over again. All right. So, well, I mean, it's kind of nice. I mean, the first one, I mean, I, I kind of screwed myself in taking the in taking the one that you didn't want. But it will be interesting because we both are on I'm like on the opposite sides. I actually had originally had the over and I'm kind of going a little bit the contrarian angle because if I take chalk on all these uh it's not going to be very successful so just again I'm Kelsey on 
the under eight and a half receptions. So he will, I'm gambling that he is going to get eight or less receptions. Cam, what's the next one? So we got Mahomes passing yards over 330 and a half. Uh, this one's tough. I, I actually like a lot of these lines. I think they could go both ways. And that's, I mean, that's why Vegas is so good at making these lines that they're so even, but I th- yeah, reviewing, reviewing the stats. I actually like some of the stuff is like a lot of these are 50, 50 where they, you, you could make cases both ways. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go the over again. I just think Casey's going to be able to pass it. I don't think they're going to attempt to run basically at all. Edward Tolaire isn't healthy. Bell, I don't know if you trust. And with Tampa Bay's safeties not being healthy, I just think you're going to be able to throw. They give up the big play, and with not really your healthy safeties, I think it's going to happen again. And if not, Kelsey's going to be there, and Kelsey can even get runs after the catch. So I think over 330 well, half is my thoughts. Well, and I, I that, that was mine as well, honestly. I, I don't think that you, anybody really is going to take, take the under on that. Um, but I totally agree with you. I mean, I do not think that 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 Clyde Edwards Hilaire is, is going to get the ball. I don't think that, I mean, Lev Bell's hurt, so I don't, I mean, he's not getting the ball anyway. They're, and Darrell Williams is not going to get the ball. They're not going to run the ball. I mean, the last time that, and the other thing too, the last time that the Chiefs played the Bucks, I think it was week 12, he threw for 462 against the Bucks. They're like, like what, you're not going to change that game plan. I mean, maybe a little bit because the Bucks are going to see it coming. They're not going to let Tyree Kill, as you had said, burn you for a billion yards. Um, you know, the only defense that I would say is, is that Mahomes, so he threw for over 330.5, um, seven times in the regular season. So pretty close. I mean, and he, he sat a game, so it's pretty darn close to 50%. So 50% of the games he's throwing over that. Now, part of that is, is because, you know, you had, they had games where the run successful and, or they, you know, got up points or they, you know, just chucked it off to Tyreek and he just did stupid things or whatever the case is. Um, but half the time, yeah, I mean, half the time he doesn't get there. So I think that there is a, I mean, there's an outside chance if the Bucks really want, if the, if the Bucks really show up and lock down your top guys, I don't know if your, I, I don't know if your secondary receivers are going to put up huge chunk plays. So there, there's an outside chance that, uh, that it's going to be the, the uh, the under 330 and a half but i agree with you on the over yeah i mean the the things you got to think if they get a lot of pressure and their d has just been so much better every week tampa bay so there is a chance but yeah i'm gonna take the over when i get the first pick on that one i am not confident taking the under but i have to but (laughs) it it could be worse i suppose so we'll move along then so we're gonna go next is the brady passing yards that's only set at 300 yards and a half so 300 and a half yard where do you want to go with that? Yeah, part? so so I, I love this. So I love this prop because so Tom Brady threw for 345 yards against the Chiefs in week 12. And it, he has a very similar amount of yards over, but there's a huge difference here. And so like so Tom Brady over 300 and a half yards seven times in the regular season. Exact same as Pat Mahomes. Super, super interesting. Um, but what's what's really cool, and then one thing that I really liked was is that a lot of those uh, games that where he didn't have as much yardage was earlier in the season. So like the last five regular season games, he threw over 300, four out of those five times. And then continuing on and in, uh, into the, into the playoffs, um, you know, the first game against Washington, he threw for over 300 and then it kind of died down a little bit in the, in the, the, uh, the divisional game. Um, 
you know, I, I, I think there's a, a very high percentage chance, especially if, if the Bucks get down early, you know, the game plan for them should be to run the ball. But I'm not convinced that if they don't, you know, that their defense is good enough that they won't be down some points. So I think that Tom Brady's going to have to throw the ball. And I think he's going to throw over 300 yards. So I'm going to take Tom Brady passing yards over uh, 300 and a half. Yeah, I like the over two. And I, so when it comes to the under, I just got to basically touch on the two points you just made there. If they get the ball early, I think you're going to want to try and control it. You're going to run it. You got Jones and Fournette, two decent running backs. And he hasn't thrown over 300 the last two weeks. So those are about my only two arguments for the under. And you never know what the game plan, but I like the over too because I think Casey's going to score and he's going to need to score. But with the under, that's where I'm going to go with that then. Yeah, and as I, as I, as I mentioned too, right, you, you don't want the shootout, but they have enough, like the Bucks offense has enough weapons where if it does become the shootout, that they they you know he can put up some big yards and that the last thing on this one prop two before we go to the next one is that the, he is not afraid to, to just whip the, like just throw the ball downfield into the or in, in a, on a corner route whatever the case is at random points we saw it last week it was like second and three and he's like oh, I'm just gonna throw it thirty yards Devins okay that's cool I mean he's still got the big play receivers so that's huge even. You got, what, three big play receivers if you want to throw Miller in there? Okay, let's not get out of here. So uh, the next <laughs> next prop we got, this is the fun one that we touched on last week, so why not go there again? The anthem over under. It's sung by Eric Church and R&B artist Jasmine Sullivan, who I actually don't know who that is, but I guess I'll find out. So Yeah, I mean, I this is, this is the one that, by the way, that I put, before you make your pick, I put all of my research into this prop. Because the sport, obviously, we're not a sports show. We are a hundred percent a degenerate gambling anthem show where we just want to gamble on the most ridiculous stuff. Yeah, I mean, what's fun without maybe even getting a coin flip in there? Although we don't touch on that, why not throw a bunch of money on that? I think so. Fifty percent odds. So it's my Six pick lots. first here, eh? I think I'm gonna go the yeah. over for this. It's a minute fifty-nine. We got two singers, <laughs> Eric Church. He's a great storyteller. He's a guitarist. It's a duet. I mean, those points are all pretty easy. And Eric Church likes going against the contrary. Sometimes this goes under because nobody wants to show it up. Eric Church sings rock and roll at country music award shows. He likes going against everybody. So why not make it about him and go the over here, especially with a female artist with him? I think it's going to go over. Let me hit you with some stats because I, I wasn't kidding when I said that I went deep dive on the anthem. All right. So five of the last six anthems have gone over two minutes. Demi Lovato screwed it last year and I lost on that one because I took the over and then she went under and I was like, really? Um, and the last duet that was done at the Super Bowls in 2006 was Aaron Neville and Aretha Franklin. And it was two minutes and eight seconds. So I love the over but if i have to defend the under i'm just going to say that eric church is a simple man and he is just going to want to run off that stage as fast as he possibly can and he is going to rip through and not stretch uh home of the brave out for 40 seconds so i have to take the under i do agree with your overtake but we will see the most exciting prop we've got. Yeah, I mean, you could talk about the under, too, as Eric Church is really patriotic, so he doesn't want it to be about him if you want to go the under route. So he yeah, wants to exactly. get it over with as well. High probability? I don't know. I, I'm interested. I, that, that might be, you know, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat for that And one. you know what R&B singer is going to help speed the pace of the song up, you think? Our next prop, this one's an interesting one. This is one you can't really look up or get a line on, but I 
wonder what Tampa Bay running back's going to end up with more yards, Jones or Fournette. Jones has been their number one back most of the year, but we got playoff Lenny going. Jones should be back to healthy now with another two weeks off. So where do you think that's going to go, Burke? Yeah, so this is my this is my choice, right? Because I got screwed on the end. Yeah, this is your choice first. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm going Fournette. Um, so you know he's like in the in the in the current playoffs, he's getting like Fournette's getting around 16 carries per game on average for around 70 yards. Um, and Jones, the last couple games is that and the last two games he missed the first game of the playoffs, but the the last two games he's averaged. Uh, 12, 12, sorry, it was 12 carries for 39 yards. I just think that, I mean, the Bucks are going to take the hot hand. If Fournette comes out garbage and Jones comes out good, then that's how they're going to roll. I don't think they're going to be like, oh, Fournette's the guy. Um, I just think Fournette's look better. I think that he has better stats. I mean, he's got two touchdowns in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, the guy is a veteran. I mean, he was on the, it was, it was the Jags, was the Jags last year he was on? And he was ripping it up on the Jags and so this guy is not a slouch i mean they haven't used him as much this year because they haven't had to but the other thing to consider too is is that i mean fournette the 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 logic last week against green bay was fournette was going to be bad because it was cold and fournette doesn't like the cold well guess where the super bowl is in their home stadium in the warm so i think fournette is going to have more rushing yards than jones yeah, see, I like Jones. He's been their better back all year. He's been more explosive all year. Yeah, Fournette has had to be good the last few weeks when Jones hasn't been healthy. But they're going to go back to Jones when they need him. He's been the better back the majority of the season, although playoff Lenny's been good since then. I think he's going to get a lot more tar- or more running this week. He's going to get more attempts this week, and he's going to, I think, get more yards than Fournette. But I do agree. If one of them comes out early, they're going to just run the hot hand. But I think, I mean, a, a, a prop that's off of this one a little bit, but like something to be considered is, and I'd be interested in looking at, and this was kind of off the, you know, off the script a little bit here, but is the amount of carries. I would love to know, like, I, I don't, I haven't looked at the line, but I'm sure that the, the carries are going to be, or attempts or whatever is going to be, I don't know, probably 17 or 18. Cause I, I'm imagining that they are going to just try to pound the rock as much as they absolutely can. So, you know what? It, it actually might be closer. It, it, it actually could be super, super close because, you know, they're going to try to run the ball all game. And unfortunately, you know, one running back can't run every single play. So, it, you know what? If both of them are hot, I mean, that's obviously a key to the, the Bucks' success. But if both of them are hot, it could be a really, really, really close one. Yeah, they actually have on Bodog right now, the carries are the same. They're both 13 carries over under. When it comes to the yards, they have Jones at 37 and a half and Fournette at 47 and a half. But they have the okay, so, actual so carries Vegas is the thinking same. that Fournette's going over. Yeah. Or Fournette's going to have more than Jones. Okay, well, I mean, that's – that's, I mean, 13 carries, like, if you know, I if, if anybody wants to take a prop other than the ones that we're saying, go with carries on the over on Fournette. He's getting more than 13 carries. Yeah, see, I'd, I, I, I'd argue the it up. opposite. That's 26 carries no. if you think 13 each. Maybe if Fournette gets hot early, but if not, you're running them both, and I don't think either gets over 13 then, and I'd take the under on both. You don't think Fournette gets over 13 carries? Not if Jones if Jones has a couple quick runs early, no chance. Yeah, but, it, I mean, even stats-wise, if you look at it in the past couple of weeks, I mean, Jones has gotten barely any touches. What was he at, like six? Yeah, that's because he was injured. Was six? Injured. He's coming back from injuries. You get an extra week because of the Super Bowl, he's going to be healthy. Oh, I don't know. 
I, I mean, I, I yeah, okay, sure. Like he might be partially okay, but that's the other thing is, is that if Fournette's been healthy and he's got touchdowns and he's played well, I don't understand why you even bothered going with Jones. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs are that good against the run. So I mean, Fournette's gonna get a ton of yards here, and I think he'll get a ton of carries. So I know it's my pick on this next one, but I gotta give it to you because it was. You seem to really want this prop. So, Scotty Miller, anytime touchdown. Where do you want to go, Bert? Yes. White Lightning, Scotty Miller. Okay, so, I yes, I love this prop. Um, it's plus 300 on Bodong. So, you're, you're getting 3-1 to one odds. And, again, it could be different other sites, but you're 3-1 to one odds. Um, Cam, do you know how many uh, touchdowns that Scott Miller had? I think you had him on your fantasy team, so you probably know. I had an in and out, and every time I took him, he didn't get any yards, and every time I <laughs> dropped him, he had yards and touchdowns. So, oh, I yeah. actually have so, no idea. So Scott, <laughs> Scott Miller had uh, three touchdowns all season. So let me ask you this: another question: How many receptions do you think that Scott Miller averaged on a per game basis? And again, fantasy, you might know. I don't know, one and a half. No, uh, two. So close. That's pretty good. Uh, so he averaged two receptions a game during regular season. So, you know, lots of people are talking and lots of media and sports coverage is talking about, okay, so, you know, the Chiefs have, uh, did really good against Stefan Diggs. You know, the Chiefs did, you know, shut Cole Beasley down. I think that, the, the you know, the Bucks uh, receivers are better. You know, Godwin, Gronk, um, Evans. And I think that the Chiefs are going to completely sell out to cover these guys. And I think that Scott Miller, Scotty Miller, showed in the green game uh, green bay game last week what he's capable of and i mean let's he, he also came out in the, in the media and said that he thinks that he could beat tyreek hill in a one-on-one race so when you have balls that big you're getting a touchdown in the super bowl yeah. See, and i'm thinking no last week they didn't have brown he didn't travel with the team they were worried about the flight but he actually seems like he's healthy they were just worried about the flight and everything so is he playing it sounds like he's going to be playing so that moves miller down the depth chart i don't know how many plays he's actually going to be involved in his downs played i think is going to be super low so i don't know if he's going to be there for a touchdown because brown will get those plays so between godwin brown and evans i don't know if there's a ball for scotty miller there so that's my play i'm living and dying with it white lightning all day touchdown so can't wait to see his mystery props even more exciting and you already touched about it scotty miller had about the hottest take of the week so far saying he's faster than tyree kill the guy's twitter <laughs> handle is cheetah I don't know, like, I don't know who thinks watching a football game this year that Tyreek Hill isn't the fastest player, other than. What would, okay, before you go to the prop, what would what would Scotty Miller's Twitter handle be? Like, if, if Tyreek Hill is cheetah, like what, like alligator? Yeah. What's what's the what's a fast land thing? Alligator, crocodile. I have no idea, but it's just snake? white snake, white snake. <laughs> so you just get talking about that, and it's a crazy take. You there's lots of footage about their high school track meets coming in. It actually looks like the times are pretty similar. But you throw football pads on and you throw a ball and Tyreek Hill's faster. So I was trying to come up with a neat neat stat or neat thing to go off of based on this. You know Hill's going to get way more usage. That's not even a question. So my prop for you is who ends up with the longest reception? Scotty Miller or Tyreek Hill? Who do you think gets the longest reception? Oh, Tyreek Hill's uh... long this year was 75 in Week 12 against the Bucks. He had two of his longest receptions against that Bucks that week. Scotty Miller's longest reception this year was last week against Green Bay, 39 yards. So who do you think ends up with the longest uh, reception? Well, I mean, I, so here's the thing, is that if Scotty Miller's only getting two receptions or three receptions, like he, like this guy's not – I mean, he's Tom Brady's boy. Tom Brady loves Scotty Miller like a son. 
but I don't think he's feeding him the ball more than four times. If Scott Miller got four receptions, I would be shocked, but it's possible. I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think that any of those four receptions are going to be a 39-yard bomb, frankly, because uh, there's no way that the Chiefs are going to allow like make the same horrific coaching decision that they did in the like, that green bay made there's no way that's going to happen right i mean i guess you know to my own point with scotty miller and the touchdown is i do think that in a you know in in the red zone i think that there is potential right like they could run him over the top they could run him um you know they could run him on a quick slant and he goes unnoticed that i think is possible long touchdown i don't think so the other part of this is is the tyree kill angle i mean this guy makes catches off his body, off his helmet. Even when he doesn't think he made the catch, he makes the catch. Well, I think it was what, week seven or eight where he made that catch and just completely screwed my line. Yeah, you had the one in the end zone. And like, and that, uh, yeah. Andy, didn't even yeah, know. Andy Reid was pissed off at him because he's like, how do you not know you catch a touchdown? Dude, the guy didn't even know. He didn't even know he caught the ball. So, I mean, I would look at that and say, okay, so let's just say Patrick Mahomes hucks it 50 yards. I mean, it bounces like it takes a Madden style bounce. It bounces off some guy's helmet, off some guy's shoe, and somehow it ends up in the in the face mask of Tyreek Hill, and he catches it. Right, like that's what I can see happening. I don't think that he's going to get a super long bomb, get in behind the defense, but um, yeah. So I'm going to go Tyreek Hill longest reception. Yeah, see, I like the Scotty Miller thing. I don't think Tyreek. Oh my gosh! I, no, I don't. I think they're going to be worried about Tyreek Hill all games, so they're going to watch him. They're not going to allow him to do any of that again. And with Brown being back between Godwin, Brown, and Evans, I just see Miller getting lost one of these plays, and that's all you need. You need one play by Miller. He's shown he's fast enough to one play is all he needs to get 30 yards, and I can't even see Tyreek doing that. So it's just one play that you need. I mean, it could come down to one of them getting 18 yards on a reception and 121. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? Oh, it's okay. Here's the, here's, the, here's the deal, though. If Scotty Miller is going to get a big, like a long reception – he sure as shit better get the touchdown. I swear. This like do not screw me. Do not screw me, Scotty Miller. I have so much faith in you. Yeah, I don't think many people thought in seven props from this game that we'd choose two Scotty Miller props. Two Scotty Miller. Yeah, but they're the most fun props. All right. So anyway, so okay, so we're gonna wrap up the props. We're gonna move into um we're gonna we're gonna move into kind of our keys to success and our picks. So we're gonna make our 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 pick and we are gonna be going against the spread. Um, and then we're going to give a final score predi- prediction, wrap it up before I do that and completely move off the props. Cam will give you one prop of my own. We touched on it, uh, heads or tails for the coin flip. I will let you decide. Tails never fails, Burke. Got to go that route. Uh, I mean, I got a 50, 50 chance, so that feels good. Well, okay. Well, I mean, there's definitely not as much analysis. I would have, I should have looked up the stats, what the, what the heads tails were. I'm going to guess just, it did, and this is just off the top of my head. They're probably 50, 50 throughout Super Bowl history, but don't know for sure. Okay. So cam, but sorry, chiefs are minus three on the spread. So we're going to go with, so we're going to go with spread. And then we're also going to give a pick for over under. I didn't mention that before, but we are going to give an over under and a reason behind that. Cam, who do you have in Super Bowl 55? I got the Chiefs covering the three. I just think their offense is too good. I think both teams are going to put up a bunch of points, but I see the Chiefs winning by a touchdown by the end of it, so three is not enough for me, and that's basically it. Their offense is just too good to be stopped. They're going to put up a ton of points. And who do you got for over-under? Uh, it's got to be the over. I have KC winning 34-27. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I think both defenses – 
are susceptible to the big play and that's what it's going to come down to well we're both kind of on the same page except for i'm going with tom brady and the bucks plus three give me three points for the six-time super bowl champ i think that gronk is also i think another probably should have done is gronk touchdown i think gronk's gonna eat i think brady's gonna feed him i think he's gonna feed scotty miller and I think that the Bucks defense is going to do enough to stop Kelsey and to stop Tyreek Hill. They're going to slow the game down. They're going to pound the rock up the middle. They're going to do everything in their power to make sure that the Chiefs aren't scoring 40 points. I don't think the Chiefs are going to score over uh, 30 points. There's a hot take for you. I think the Chiefs score under 30 points in Super Bowl 55. So, as I said, Bucks minus three. And I'm going to go with the over as well. Um, I don't see a situation where it's going to be any, like I think both teams are scoring at least 28 points. Uh, so I'm final score predictions from myself. I'm going to go Bucks 31, Chiefs 28. And Tom Brady has a history of winning Super Bowls on field goals. A, lot, a couple early in his career, he won on field goals. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think we're going to get a boring 13-3 to last time Brady win. The man wants to cement his legacy, let Tom Brady out of his cage. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it's going to come down to. We're either going to see Tom Brady win, what, a seventh ring, or Mahomes win two in three years and be on pace to start to beat Brady's record. So it's going to be exciting either way. I could get behind either, and I don't want to bet against either Mahomes or Brady. No. But in this matchup, i gotta, well, we have to. I got to take the best quarterback Wait. in the world right now. <laughs> Maybe not all time, but Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world right now. And that's who's going to win I this think, game. I, I, I think you're right. I just hate betting against the GOAT. And again, one more thing before we go here, but I bet against Tom Brady one time in this playoffs, and I bet on him twice, and I'm 2-1 and one on those bets. And you can, you know which one it was. I bet against them, and I lost last week. I'm turning my fortunes around and going to have a really successful Super Bowl. So if you're, thank you for listening to our podcast – and Cam, I got one more point. I can't believe we didn't mention this at all. Another reason KC is going to win, their coach has the biggest balls in the world. Andy Reid is the biggest uh, balls in the world when they is, need it. That is facts. You heard it here first on Over Six Sports. The Chiefs will secure their second Super Bowl in two years because of Andy Reid's balls. I love that analysis, Cam. Uh, if you're Stay tuned on to our podcast. We will have a Super Bowl uh, wrap up show next week. So next Thursday, we'll go over the Super Bowl. We'll go over our props and we'll touch on some NHL as the NFL season will be done. Yeah, I can't and wait to get can... talking about how the Habs are going to be better than the Leafs. That is just absolute travesty. I can't believe you said that. That is disgusting. Not going to happen. Is there anything else you got, Cam? No, I'm just looking forward to a good game Sunday when it comes down to it. I don't really cheer for either team. we got two of the best quarterbacks, I think, of all time and probably I'll see in my lifetime playing against each other. So at the end of the day, that's all I hope to see is a really good Super Bowl. I mean, that's something we're all looking to see. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we won't be watching together this year, but we will be watching uh, separate but in each other's homes in spirit, having a Super Bowl party with ourselves over six. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Over Six Sports. You can find our podcast on Spotify and on iTunes and anywhere that you can find podcasts. For the Over Six podcast, I'm Zach the Bandit Burke, and 
with me. He's the most boring golfer, I guess, by Zach's terms, Cameron. Cameron Charlton, the most boring golfer in the world, and you heard it here first. We'll talk next week. 